Hello and welcome to the Rambling Runner Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Chittam, and this is the podcast for all the dedicated amateur runners out there who are working hard to get better while balancing running with the rest of their lives. And today on the podcast, I have Jessica Hadley. Jessica just ran the Phoenix Half Marathon, where she PR'd. She ran a great race, actually exceeded her expectations, and... Like many of the people who listen to this podcast, Jessica is balancing a couple kids with a full-time job and a significant running career. Uh, like me, she's an early morning runner, so we talk a lot about a lot about her early morning runs. We you know kind of commiserate on what it feels like to be uh, to be up at 4 a.m. to do those things, and just talk about how she got into running and how. You know, just the, the craziness of her life between the kids and the, the career, you know, kind of brought her to a point where she needed an outlet. She needed something to do besides those things that was her own that could kind of clear her head. And that's kind of where uh, where running stepped in. So I hope you enjoy this episode with Jess. She really is a fun and engaging person. I'd also recommend following her on Instagram. Her link is in the show notes, but if you uh, go to her handle, which is jessbug1122, she's a good follow on Instagram as well. Also want to give a shout out to everyone who has rated and reviewed the podcast. I got a number of uh, ratings this past week, and I really appreciate it. It's one of those things that not only is it just nice to see, frankly, I like to know that people like the podcast. It does feel good. Um, it actually gets the podcast out there for more people to see. So kind of iTunes or I should say Apple Podcasts, when they see that, they'll start pumping it out to people. If they, uh, you know, if they like one other running podcast, they might recommend they listen to this one. So that's always a nice thing as well. So if you're not doing that, I also love the uh, the shares that I get on Instagram. People mentioning it in their uh, their IG stories. That's always fun to see as well. However. Like I often say, enough about me. Let's hear more about our guest. And today, that is Jessica Hadley. Hello, Jess, and welcome to the Rambling Runner podcast. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Can you hear me? I can. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited and nervous a little, but excited. Oh, you're going to be great. In fact... You're you're on a streak right now. You're you're of course you're going to be great tonight because you were you just went and kicked butt and your half marathon. First of all, congratulations. You were down in Phoenix. You ran a a 12 minute PR in half marathon 142.41. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I'm smiling from ear to ear right now thinking about it again because it's just very unbelievable to me still right now. Yeah, so you you had said going into the race that you were hoping to get uh, sub two hours, and obviously you, I mean, you dominated that goal. So what was the? Because why did you set the two hour mark as the as the kind of the goal heading in? So actually, going so last year I was going for a sub two at Disney, and that's when I got my first sub two. So this year I wanted to get. Oh, okay, sub, my bad. That's okay. This year I wanted to get a sub one fifty was my goal. My um. My PR was 154, and um, I wanted to get a sub 150, but really I wanted a sub 147. That was my A goal that I really just didn't tell anybody, kind of. I mean, I did. I put it out there, but I, I 
in my head, I just thought there's, I'm not going to be able to get off oh, sub 147. That's almost a 10 minute PR. There's no way. And then I got a 142 and I don't even know how, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I know I ran fast, but it's to me, it's just my, I beat all my PRs in that one race. I beat my 5k PR, my 10k PR and my 10 mile PR. So, whoa. Yeah. So were you looking down at your, at your watch the entire time? Like you, were you aware of that as the race was going on? Well, it was funny because the race started at 6am and it was dark, which is my kind of running. That's when I'm used to running. So I don't normally check my watch a lot when I'm running because it's dark. As you know, I think you run in the morning as well. Right. Uh, I'm, I, I don't check that often because, you know, I don't want to constantly be hitting it. And it was so cold. My hands were freezing. So I could, I didn't want to play with the buttons on my watch. So when the first couple miles clicked down and they were, I don't know, seven, it, they were all in the sevens. And I kept thinking, you're going to burn out, Jessica, you're going to burn out, you know, and then actually that fueled me to, to kind of keep going faster because I was running faster than I ever had. And I don't even know how, but it was just a great race. I really, really enjoyed it. So, yeah. Yeah. So the average pace for 142 is a 749 yeah. average mile pace. Yeah. So what, what was your 5k P- PR before so, this? Until like my 5k PR um, was 24, uh, 24, 20 or something like that before, before this. So, and then my 10 KPR was 50 minutes and it now was 48 something. And my 10 mile PR, which I got, we have a big 10 miler here in Michigan was 123. And I beat that from two years prior to that, which was 140. The first time I ever ran on miles was 140. I got 123 this summer and then it was 118 on Saturday, which I, again, mind blown because I don't even, I don't even know where it came from. A lot of so crazy yeah, well, obviously you're you're kicking your butt in training, and, and I've been able to follow your running. Like you said, um, you're a morning runner. You're, in fact, your morning run recaps are usually the first ones I see <laughs> because I at, after I finish my run, I'll like input what I did or whatever, and I'll just check my my phone while I'm you know having my coffee before my son gets out of bed. And it's like I always get to see you know Jess Bug, which is your handle, I guess. You know, <laughs> yeah. see like what you had done that morning. So you're always awake the same time I am. Um, which is always kind of a, a fun thing, but that trip for you down to Phoenix for this race, this wasn't just race only. I mean, you had the whole family in tow. I did. So that was just, it's really hard to have your kids with you when you're racing. Um, I don't know if you've ever done it before. I did it last year with Disney too, but we went to, we did all the parks before the race, which this year I said, well, we'll fly down the night the day before, which I didn't realize the flight was so long. We, our flight got delayed actually a little. So it was about a little over five hours just on, on the plane with my seven-year-old's fine, but my three-year-old is three. So it's just entertaining him and then getting a car, getting to the hotel. And just, it was a long day of traveling. So, yeah. And just an entertaining your kids on a plane is exhausting. Oh gosh. It's so exhausting. My, like I said, my oldest is great because he's almost eight and he just wants to play Minecraft on the iPad or whatnot. But my youngest, he just doesn't understand that you need to be quiet and you need to, you know, respect other people. I mean, you can't tell a three-year-old, you can try to tell a three-year-old that, but I don't know about your, my three-year-old does not listen to that. <laughs> 
No, no. The only, <laughs> the only thing my the only thing my son who turns three in April listens to is if I try to start playing sports with him, or if I say let's go play hide and seek. He understands that and he'll uh-huh. comply. But everything else, it's it's a you know who knows what will happen. Oh no, he was he was obsessed with wanting to go to the bathroom. And I kept telling him, like, you can't, you can't, the plane hasn't even taken off yet. You can't go to the bathroom yet. So he wanted to go to the bathroom all the time. And the carts were in the aisles. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's hard. It's hard traveling with a little one. But then knowing you have to get up at 2.30 the next morning and run a half marathon is, it's a little stressful. Now, were you worried about being overtired or were you, did you feel going in that, you know, if it's just one, one short night? that it's not going to necessarily affect you, you no. know, for that day. It probably would just be like, you know, it's almost like the cumulative, cumulative effect of fatigue is usually worse than just like the one bad night of sleep. Right. And actually it, it worked out. The time difference worked out kind of in my favor. I feel like because mm. by the time I got down, by the time we got down there, we went to the expo, we were tired. The kids were tired. We were able to go to bed fairly early. So I still got a good amount of sleep. And then when I got up in the morning, it was actually probably the normal time I would get up here to run. So it wasn't, I think that the, the timing or the time change worked in my favor. It did not work in my favor this morning for my run, but there it did work in my, in my favor a little bit, I think. So during this race, did you ever reach a point where you started to struggle or your, you know, your speed started to flag a little bit and you had to kind of pick yourself back up again? So I had, uh, I think it was like mile eight and nine where it were the only two miles where I was trying to keep them all. Once I was on a roll, I was trying to keep them all sub sub eight minute miles. And um, which I know the people you interview to are so fast and I'm like, Oh, here, I'm just trying to keep all my miles at a sub eight. But anyways. Oh no. Hey man, that, that's exactly, that, that's how I run. I'm not gonna, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if, if, if that's bad for you, then it's bad for me too. <laughs> So there were um, mile, I want to say eight and nine where I, I ran like an eight minute mile and then an 803 mile. And it was a really like uh, stretch where it was, it was kind of narrow and I was kind of behind people and I kind of just, you know, you kind of get behind some people. There were some water stops in there. I didn't, I didn't stop, but like you just get behind people and I kind of just let myself go a little bit. And then again, I could not feel my hands. My hands were freezing. I, I couldn't change. I'm motivated by music when I run and like a country song came on my music and I just was thinking, Oh darn it. This is not the song that I need to be picking myself up right now. So here I wanted some like hardcore gangster rap or something. Oh, please. All right. So, so, so who, what, who would have been, who would have been the the, the best artist or the best song to come on at that point? Cause that's what I listened to too. So now I'm curious. Uh, Okay. So (laughs) I'm going to like, really, I listen to some crazy things, but I really like, uh, like Kendrick Lamar. Like um, he has a song called, I don't want to sing it because it's bad. And all it's like, like I said, people will be driving by or riding by me or running by me. And I'm thinking, I hope they cannot hear what's coming out. Like here's this little girl running and she's listening to this horrible music, but uh, <laughs> Kendrick Lamar, like old school rap, like Biggie. That's, that's the kind of stuff I like to listen to. All right. Yeah. All right. I, I, I can get down with that. I usually, yeah. when I have any like a pickup moment, I either go, to uh, either some Beastie Boys songs oh, that Beastie. I really like, yeah, Beastie Boys, yeah, yep. or I'll or I'll click over to uh, some Nas songs. Oh yeah, so that's um, kind of like my go-to. Beastie all right, Boys all right. So so you're you're, 
So, go so you're doing mile eight, mile nine, you kind of pick yourself up. Now, when you're in that rhythm, do you feel like you're judging your pace? Like, you, are you kind of tuning into like to your breath? Or are you more focused on like on your stride and making sure like your legs are hitting the right points? How do yeah. you gauge that rhythm? I was kind of looking at my um, my stride, making sure that my stride because I feel like I have a pretty a pretty good stride. I was I was doing that, but also my breath because I I have asthma. Um, I've had asthma my whole life. So that's kind of why I was not a runner growing up. Um, so I wanted to make sure that I could breathe and, you know, I, I was breathing well after the race, I looked at my heart rate, my heart rate never was in zone five. I don't know if you have a, a, a watch with heart rate on it, but it's yeah. crazy to me because my heart rate is always in high zones and it was never in zone five in the highest zone the whole time. So I was just maintaining a good heart rate the whole entire time. I don't, it was just one of those days where you hear about them, but you don't have them. You hear about these races that are like, everything's going well. It's a perfect day. And that's, that's, I feel like that was Saturday for me. It was just so great. Oh man, that, that obviously feels good for everybody. Yeah. Um, and no matter, no matter how fast you are, you have those days and it just, it just feels fantastic. So good for you. Congratulations. Thank and, you. You know, for someone who, you know, you're, you know, you're, just broke you know eight minute miles for a half marathon that's a big deal it is. but you haven't been running all that long though no 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 i mean you started what just about three years ago yes in 2015 um just february 2015 so a little over three years ago yeah that's right so you were so what for you what was the and I kind of know the answer to this question, but I kind of want to hear you expand on it because I think it's a pretty interesting story that a lot of people can relate to. What was the tipping point in your life that kind of brought you to running or just athletics in general at that time? So I had um, my oldest son, Chandler, and he uh, – everything was fine. I'm a working mom, um, and I have a career too. So it took me a long time to decide to have another kid because of my career, to be honest. So they're four years apart. And I had Hudson, my second son, and I actually went back to work early from maternity leave because they just needed me. And I got a promotion when I, when I came back and I was just thrown in. I mean, I work in a male dominated industry. Like I, I work with all men. So I have to be on when I'm there. I can't be a mom. That sounds bad, but I can't. And I was having all this pressure of, I have this little baby at home and I have this um, four-year-old and I also have um, work and they need me to do this. And the other guys aren't leaving at five and, you know, I shouldn't leave at five. And I had just all this just guilt, mom guilt, because mom guilt is so real and, and parent guilt, dad, dad guilt's real too, I think, but moms just feel it so deep. Right. Especially, especially when you have a newborn. Especially I mean, it's, it, it is, it's different. I feel like the, the, the genders can differ on the guilt part when it's a newborn because the mom can do things that the dad can't do. Right. Exactly. So, um, Hudson was about eight months old and my husband, I'm a very outgoing, um, positive person. That's one of the things that everyone has always said about me, but I was, I felt like I was spiraled, like going down a rabbit hole. Um, and I actually, we, funny enough, we always have our physicals together, my husband and I, and we, and I've known my doctor forever. And we went in and I told him, I just said, you know, I'm becoming a mean person and being mean to my husband and being mean to my parents who helped me so much with my kids. And I, I would just, 
I would snap at the littlest things because I just felt all this pressure and anxiety and nothing like I'd ever felt before. And it was funny because my doctor at the time said, this was in January. So right before I started running and he said, oh, he has four kids. He said, that's why my wife became a marathoner. And I thought, huh, but I never really like, I didn't put two and two together. Well, then um, my husband and I, my husband's a runner and he said, come on, Josh, just try to run. He was running this five um, mile across the Mackinac Bridge. We have this five mile Mackinac Bridge run in Michigan. And I signed him up for it as a president for Valentine's Day. And I said, well, I can't do it because you have to run a 12 minute mile to do it or you'll get sweeped off. And I was like, there's no way that I can run a 12 minute mile. Wait, 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 hold on a second. I'm going to pause you right there. What do you mean by you get sweeped off? Do you literally get like pushed off the bridge? No, 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 no. Like the people are going to come and get you, you know, like you. Have oh, okay. They're gonna come I, I was envisioning like this bridge that's like just barely above the water. No. And then all of a sudden it's like, see you later. <laughs> so the Mackinac Bridge is the bridge that connects the Upper Peninsula and the Lower Peninsula. So it's, it's God. five miles and it's beautiful and it's a beautiful race. And it was the bucket list for my husband. And I thought there's no way I could do that, but he's like, Oh, you can do it. Just try to run on the treadmill. So I did. And I ran my, my 3.62 miles and it was at a slow pace, but I ran it. And, um, then I was hooked. Then I'm like, I can run five miles. I can do it and, and not get a car come and pick me up. And I actually ended up running it and like, I don't know, a nine twenty pace or something like that. Surprisingly enough in three months, because it was Memorial day weekend and, but you're going downhill the last like two and a half miles, you're running down the bridge, but still I was pleased with that. And then I was hooked. Absolutely hooked. So what about that run hooked you? Because I feel like for a non runner to go run 3.62 miles on a treadmill, no less. Um, I feel like it would push a lot of people the other direction and be like, screw this. I'm going to go do something else. So I, like I said, I, I had been, I had been doing classes. So I'd been doing classes at night, like Zumba classes and Pilates. And I liked that. And I was already like, it, it, I'll be honest. It didn't take long for me. I, I worked out my whole pregnancy with my second son, not with my first son, but my second son, I did. So I worked out, I did, um, Zumba and Pilates and yoga and stuff like that. So I, but I could never run. And, and when I say I could never run, we lived maybe 10 houses from our stop sign in our old house. And we would, I couldn't even hardly make it to the stop sign without feeling like I was going to have an asthma attack. It was so bad. And I probably could, I, I could run obviously, but I just in my head couldn't run. So, um, I, when I ran on the treadmill that day, it was just, it gave me this feeling of power of something that I thought in my head that I could never do. And it was like, I'm finally can, I I don't know. I felt like I had control of something in my life because everything else at the time felt so out of control, if that makes sense. Um, so absolutely, absolutely. I, yeah, when you have that pressure, the, the parent pressure, plus the work pressure, plus just the stuff that's going on in your own head, which, you know, which, which either it's related to those things or, you know, you have all these other things, you know, you have a house you have to deal with. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lord knows all the other things that, you know, that adults have to do when they're not sitting on the couch watching Netflix, you know, that can all just kind of right. add up. And, you know, I can certainly see where you're coming from. And, and um, you know, you're like your husband took a picture of you. 
was it three months ago? You're, you, you'd come back home from a trip and your, your two kiddos are kind of wrapped oh, up in your yeah. arms. Yeah. And it was like one of those moments where like, you know, like you kind of reflect on, oh, these are the good moments, but like, there's like the opposite things that happen too, right? Where they're like, right. they're killing each other and you just feel like, oh my goodness, I just want to sit here and like eat ice cream till I pass out. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's real life. I mean, Instagram and I love Instagram and I, I don't, um, I'm not a person to, to hate on Instagram because I think it's a great um, tool and so many people on there inspire me. But there's definitely, you know, the good and the bad. And I think that they both need to be shown. And I, you know, obviously in the morning when I smile, after, people say all the time, you're always smiling after your runs. Well, uh, to me, I think, what else am I supposed to do after I'm done? <laughs> of course, I'm going to smile. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, with kids, it's very much, it's hard. There, it's, it's, it's not easy. And I... I definitely, I say this all the time. People tell you having one kid is hard, but, but not a lot of people tell you how, how much harder it is to have two, like to, to add on to the kids and I'm done, but just, it, it changed us so much because of um, our schedules and both of us have like demanding careers and it was just a very, very hard time for me. Um, and still is, I'm not, there are still days where I feel like, I don't know how I am going to get through this day without killing one of them <laughs> or, you know, yelling at my husband or that's cause that's life, you know, but. Oh no, for sure. For sure. I think you know, we've all, we've all been there. There's no doubt about that. I think I was there today, actually. <laughs> Speaking of that. Um, and with all of those things going on, how have you been able to be consistent with your running? Cause it seems like you are very consistent. Now you're an early morning runner as well. Mm-hmm. So as am I, and for me, kind of the, the hard part with the early morning runs, I'd love to hear kind of your take on this too, is that it doesn't, at least I'm not, I'm not great about going to bed at a time that would be very beneficial for me. So I kind of go through these funks where I might do a great job two months straight of like waking up early, getting my runs in, even on the weekends, kind of getting them in before the kids wake up. But then I'll go through like a stretch, you know, maybe three to 10 days where I'm like, it all kind of catches up to me. Like, how do you stay consistent with that sort of thing? So when I f- was training, so before I even ran that five miler or my, even my first 5k, my first real 5k, I signed up for um, a half marathon, which was on my birthday in October that year. And I thought, Oh, I could do this. So I then got a coach and my husband was doing it too. And it was going to be both of our first half marathons. And we were thinking like, how are we both going to train for this? And the only logical way for us to both train was for one of us to run in the morning and one of us to run at night. Right. So I drew the short end of the stick, I guess, and I got the mornings. Um, no, honestly, I, I'm more of a morning person. I never knew myself to be that big of a morning person. Actually, I love looking back on Instagram, my first like 5 a.m. runs because they were three or four milers. And I was like, man, I ran four miles before 6 a.m. And now I'm sometimes running 10 miles before 6 a.m. But it's, it's um, to stay consistent honestly, it's the only way I can train. So in my head, I know that if I don't get up, that I won't get it done for the day. And then I will be mad at myself that I missed my miles because I'm a very, um, I, you know, 
I have a coach and I like to be accountable to her that I'm running my miles. And if I, if I miss them, I will not have time to make them up later. There's no time for me. There's, there's work all day and then kids at night and my husband runs at night. Sometimes he's been running in the mornings too. Um, cause we got a treadmill. So some mornings I go to the gym and he runs on the treadmill at home. We're just trying to make it work, you know? So, but at night my kids have, you know, things that they're in, you know, my oldest son is in like a mathematics club and he's in a science, club. he's, he's in a mathematics club and a science club. So he goes through stuff at night and I don't have time. So I won't have time if I don't do it in the morning. So that's how I stay consistent. And I guess that's not a great answer, but it's, it's just mental in my head. When the alarm goes off, I know that if I don't get up, I won't get it done. I don't have the, the extra time. So. Well, no, I think it speaks to, it kind of speaks to the idea of the, the less options you have, it's sometimes easier just to make a decision. Right. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like, you can almost compare it to restaurants, right? You go to some restaurants, they'll hand you like one sheet. There's like eight entrees on it. Right. And you just like bang, 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 make your mm-hmm. decision. And then you go to like the cheesecake factory and you're like, I have 500 choices. And you're like, this is great. And you're like, I can't make a decision here. You know, yeah. like, like I, I've, I've, at that point, you're like, I've narrowed it down to four different pages or something like that. And I think that what you mentioned about, hey, if I don't get it done in the morning, I'm not going to get it done. It does kind of set up that binary choice of like, I'm either in or I'm out. And there's mm-hmm. no like, there's no potential to like basically procrastinate because no. procrastinating basically just means, all right, I've canceled out of it. Right. So I do go to bed fairly early. Um, I, I put my kids to bed. I have like my hour of get stuff done fast. I was going to swear there, but I said stuff instead. <laughs> <laughs> so I get everything done really quick. And then I'm usually in bed by nine, nine thirty, And I'm pretty diligent with it because like I said, that's, that's my time. And I get, that's probably the most frequently asked question I get on Instagram is how do I wake up? And I, there's, I really don't have a secret other than I just get up and I kind of am asleep some mornings and I kind of shuffle myself to the bathroom. You know how it is. And then I just throw my hair up and get it done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the key is not to think about it. It is. Right. It's so like I set my, my alarm goes off at four and like, and the key is just not to think about it because you think about it your brain wins every time, oh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, you know, if you have an angel on one side and a devil on the other, you know, it's like, as soon as you start that dialogue at 4 a.m., the devil always wins in that case. At least, at least, at least in my head, it does. So I that going on this morning because we got home late last night and I had an eight, eight miler this morning and it was just, and, and your time change, right? So I couldn't fall asleep last night either. So I didn't get much sleep. And I was just laying there thinking, oh, I could probably make this up on Friday because Friday's my rest. So tomorrow's my rest day. So I was thinking I could probably make it up on Friday. That wouldn't be a big deal. And then uh, finally I was like, get yourself out of bed, Jessica. Like, <laughs> like fighting with myself in my head. And I did. I got up and I got it done. And, you know, and, and then I had a really great run, actually. And when I got to the gym, because I went to the gym, the owner was talking to me and he's like, I can't believe you're here after I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. You know, am I crazy? I feel like I'm crazy, but I'm here. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. You said, and then I had a great run mm-hmm. because that is so true because like 
that's one of those battles that you can fight when you, when that alarm goes off at that crazy hour. It's like, oh, I don't feel great. You know, like all of a sudden your body says that to you, your mind says it to you, um, even though you've only been awake for 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, how does your body even know at that point? And I feel like I have no way of predicting at like when that alarm goes off, I have no way of accurately predicting how that day is going to go. Oh. Like I tr- Sometimes I act as if it's going to be like, oh, today's not going to be a good day. I'm going back to bed. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is that like, I can't predict that. Like I have sometimes have no idea how that run is going to be until I'm a mile into it. That's right. Like I, there's been so many days where and it's opposite too. There's been so many days where I went to bed the night before thinking, man, I love my workout that I have on my schedule tomorrow. I am going to nail it when I get up. And then I get up, I get out the door and then I, the whole thing sucks, but you know, I still run my mileage and maybe I didn't hit my paces, but I'm, at least it's done in my head. I try to be positive and say, you know, with each bad run, there's a good run that's going to follow it. So I, but you're right. You don't know. And then there's days where like I, today I was on a high when I got home and thought, man, I'm coming off a good week. I had three easy days. And then today, and today was my first workout back. I'm like, man, I had a great workout and it's going to be a great day. And then work comes. (laughs) And it's like, maybe not so good of a day but first day back to work after vacation never good so you just never know what's gonna happen no that's a good point yeah that's that always makes you want to go on vacation even more than you did the first time um so what are some tips or tricks you use to prepare yourself for the morning run i guess i mean not only in terms of like mental tricks that you might use like we've already talked about a couple of those already but just like physically like things you may do the night before you know basically setting yourself up for for the most successful run you can have when you get up super early so i determine whether i'm running because i'm in michigan we're getting a snowstorm actually as we speak so you just never know what the weather is going to be like so i determine the night before whether i'm running outside or or inside. Um, if I'm going to the gym or if I'm running on my treadmill at home. So there's a lot of factors there, but because different things need to be set up, right? If I'm running at home, I can put on my clothes and put my shoes downstairs. It's much easier. But if I'm going to the gym, I pack my gym bag. Um, I, I always set out my clothes exactly what I'm going to wear, um, on my bathroom counter, my alarm set. I, I, put my water. So I love BCAAs. Like I drink them after I'm done running. So I put my water every night. Wait, what is that? BCAAs. They're like, what's that? They are like vitamin. I I don't accurately know what the BCAA stands for. And I'm probably going to get blown up for that on (laughs) social media now, (laughs) but they are, um, Amino acids actually is what the AA stands for. I do know that, but they, oh, okay. they're good. For, they're good for you. They help with recovery. So I drink them when I'm done um, running every day. So I get, I put my water in the refrigerator and then in the morning I just put the powder in before I go to the gym or before I, before I even go out for a run, I'll put them in my fridge outside in our garage before I leave if I'm running outdoors. So I do all that at night. I set everything out. I like, to a T like I take run gum as you know I promote it all the time on Instagram Uh, so I put that out like sitting with my headphones everything is just sitting perfectly I do that within it sounds like a lot but I get it done in probably about four minutes so every night I do that and then um then I am ready there's no real reason why I shouldn't be able to get ready quickly but here's the funny thing most of the time I get up in the morning 
I set my alarm for about 3.30 in the morning. When I wake up, I usually have a ton of emails because I have a customer in Europe. So I'm, I will sit there for about 15 minutes and email work before I go out on my run usually. Like while I'm getting ready, I'll be working and then I'll go out for my run. So that's kind of my morning. <laughs> yeah, see, that's, that's a good point that you mentioned the emails because I feel the same way, not, not from an email perspective, but I just need to be awake for yeah. a certain amount of time. Like, yeah. like I, I do the same thing as you in terms of I have to set up everything the night before because that's just one more hurdle I don't have to, to do in the morning. And I view it as like respectful to my wife. I'm not like banging around our room or yeah. throwing lights on or whatever um, while she's, you know, fast asleep at that point. So while I try to do those things, it doesn't mean that like I can just wake up and head out the door as soon as possible. I feel like I had to give myself like at least half an hour of mm-hmm. awake time. Um, and almost like no matter what I'm doing, just to like my body can like st- start to acclimate to That's... just like moving around or, or Lord knows what, because like, like, like one thing that I've kind of toyed with is just like the coffee maker. Like I'll, I'll do the coffee maker in the morning. I won't drink any of it. Um, we just have like a normal trip coffee maker, but like I'll basically I'll set it up and start it so that when my wife wakes up, she gets ready for her. But I feel like it's just one of those tasks I can do in the morning. It's it's mindless, but I'm just moving around. So it's almost like a very, like, not a warm-up, like, in a technical sense, but I'm, like, my body is starting to, like, w- awake, you know, kind of, like, awaken a little bit, I guess. Yeah. So I do. That's that's basically what I'm doing, too. I mean, I'm emailing. I you would I have, like, always a ton of text messages or, you know, people post, I go to bed at nine o'clock. So there's so much to see and do on the internet when I wake up in the morning. So, um, yeah, I do that for a little bit and just kind of walk around and I stay really quiet too. And my, my bathroom, luckily our bedroom is on our master is on our main floor and our kids sleep are on our upstairs floor. So on our second floor, so I don't wake them up, but my little one, sometimes he has been awake when I've left and he's, he calls it he always tells my husband he's going to come downstairs when mommy leaves in the middle of the night. He, I'm going to come sleep with you when mommy leaves in the middle of the night. I'm like, well, I don't really leave in the middle of the night, but to him I do because it's dark. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. And you got to gotta convince those kids to smell the night when they wake up at three. Yeah. You, you can't let them know that like you're actually probably going to be awake in three hours. You're like, no, you're nowhere near morning. Mommy's go back crazy. to bed. I'm just crazy. <laughs> I'm going out to run in the middle of the night. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's 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 exactly right. All right. So you had you just had a great race. You were kicking butt. You said this huge PR. So I have to ask, how does that affect the way you're viewing the rest of 2018 from a race and goal perspective? So that is a good question. I um so my goal, my written down goal, because I write I'm a goal, I write down all my goals for 2018 was 147 for a half and it's February or no, I guess it's March 1st. See, you just pack up the running shoes. You're done. Done. No more halves for me for the rest of the year. I already made my goal. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I need, I have another half at the end of March actually that I signed up for. Um, so I will be doing that and, and hoping for another PR because you know, dream big. Right. So I, I'd love to have another PR there, but, I'm really training. I have a marathon at the end of May. It's the Bayshore Marathon, which is in Traverse City, Michigan. So it runs along uh, Lake Michigan. It's beautiful. I've done the half twice. Um, so I'm training for that right now. And this weekend will be my first 
somewhat long run, so 15 miles. So it's my first longer run of the training cycle. And 15 miles is my favorite distance to run. Just, I don't know why it just is. But um, so, you know, my goal, my, my marathon PR right now was from Chicago. I've only run two marathons and I, the first one I ran in 448 and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into when I decided to run a marathon. And then, um, ran Chicago last year and that was in 414, but I feel like I could have ran that one faster had it not been so hot. It was really hot that day and sunny and that really got to me. Um, because I didn't train in it because I trained in so early that I never trained in real, real hot weather and sun. And I told myself this year that I'm going to try to train on my Saturday runs. If it's hot, I'm going to try to run in the heat as much as I don't want to, because you just never know what race day is going to throw at you, you know, and I'd like to once in a while throw in some elements in there because, you know. So anyway, so I'm training for this. Is, see, I told you I was a rambler too. I just no, I love on. it. <laughs> I, I, I have a question for you on that point though. Are you able to simulate the heat when you run on the treadmill? No, I don't think so. I mean, I get hot and sweaty for sure, but it's it's so different than the sun just beating down yeah, because that's that a good point. that takes so much out of you. And that's what happened in Chicago is that my energy was just so drained in Chicago by you know mile 17 I I saw my husband and he just looked at me and he he knew he knew right away that because he was training for a marathon too which was the following weekend so he knew that I was like just drained at mile 17 at that point I was just telling myself just keep going and I finished in 414 so I was really happy with that because I went from a 448 to 414 but I I'd love to shave another half an hour off of my marathon time in May. So I would like to be around 345 if possible in May. And that's a big goal to, to go from three from 414 to 345. But I definitely think I have it in me. I just, um, you know, just got to keep training and got to keep consistently putting myself out there. And I cross train, I do bar classes and I love it. And, just got to keep training and, you know, pushing myself and take the good with the bad and see where it goes. But that's where, where I want to be for, for that marathon, but I'm also doing Chicago too in October. So, so when do you get a chance to do the bar classes? So bar I picked up, um, just in October. So we just had a bar open, um, a bar. We just had a bar. A, a bar. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I, I try to get as plenty of bar work in as I can, I know, but usually right? it doesn't affect my running. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> we, we just had one open up right after I finished Chicago. So I started doing it kind of when I was recovering and, um, wasn't running as many miles and I loved it because it's all core and hip and, um, like, just it helps so much with your core and your hip movements and your flexibility and that's where I feel like I lacked so I um originally was just gonna go like Fridays are my rest day Fridays are my running rest day but I don't want to say bar is not a workout because it definitely is but it doesn't it's not the same as um as running right so it wasn't right, it's not right. putting that stress on my body so and there's a lot of stretching with it too which I really love so I was doing that on Fridays and then and 
Thursday or on Sundays. Well, now, so they have lunch classes too. So sometimes if I have a time to leave work for lunch, because most of the time I work through my lunch, but I've been trying to sneak away and do like a 12 o'clock lunch because they have a 12 o'clock lunch class. So I've been trying to do it at 12 o'clock for lunch. So yeah, multitasking at its finest, right? <laughs> there you go. I have a, I have a colleague of mine who's a huge fan of this. I mean, I, I'd seen the signs and I was aware of it kind of like, I should say aware of it in the sense that I knew it existed, but I wasn't even sure exactly what it was, but we were talking just, just two weeks ago and she was a former um, division one field hockey player and coached division one field hockey for 25 years and still is extremely athletic. And, um, you know, so she, she does the running thing now. She, she's a, you know, she has a young, a young child at home and, and tries to fit in and run whatever she can, but that was pretty much the extent of her workouts, even though she used to be like, you know, kind of cross training, do all sorts of things at the same time. Um, and she mentioned how she'd gotten into it recently. She works remotely now, so she doesn't work in our office, but she lives down in Virginia. And um, she was telling me she does this workout and she is such a huge fan of it. Like she was just going on and on about it. So like, I was definitely intrigued at that time. So to hear you say, or you mention it as well is kind of interesting. Uh, what do you think is the best part about that class for you? Well, it's, it's for me, they do a lot of core and then also a lot of, um, you, they work like your hips and your, um, your, uh, hamstrings and they call it like the pure bar ledge. It's really your, to be honest, it's your butt, but it's like, it's all that area right there. And it's movements that you would never use as a, as a runner. Like they do a lot of bridges and and I'm sure you've read bridges are like one of the best core workouts you can do for running and stuff. There's a lot of bridges that are in, um, pure bar. So all of that combined together, I feel like has made my like core, my hip, uh, my hips stronger when I'm running. And that was what would always hurt my hips, especially in the long run, like in the actual long run. <laughs> so like in the, the mild 18, 19, that's what would start hurting. And I, I'm hoping that that's really going to push me and help me through um, as I marathon train. And, and I would think that, and I would think that your hips would be even tighter being someone who does treadmill running because you're, it's almost like you're not pushing off. Like you would be outside. You're kind of like pulling your legs forward. Sometimes. So I kind of like, I, I won't treadmill run in the summer unless uh, for I really need to. I mean, I really only treadmill run because of, because I do run so early and because of the ice on the road, uh, the ice on the road, I don't really want to yeah. my leg, but um, yeah. So I, I don't know. I try to mix get it. I always try to get my long runs if I can in on outside mm-hmm. and I try to do my indoor runs or my weekday runs. I have to do on the treadmill right now, but, um, you know, I try to get a good mix. So I don't think that, I don't know if it affects my hips or not because of the treadmill, but maybe I know that I can feel like after a long winter of running on the treadmill, I feel like my feet start to hurt more. If that sounds, that sounds silly, maybe, but the, but maybe from the, the treadmill padding or whatnot, but I feel like I am ready for like the road. It was, it was really nice to run outside every day when we were in Arizona, yeah like i'm some people are are faster on the treadmill than they are outside and i'm i'm kind of the opposite like i almost have to like add like 20 to 30 seconds per mile on the treadmill yeah that would be for, for an out for an outdoor an outdoor run um now you mentioned before that you're a big goal setting person not just goal setting but you make sure you write down your goals mm-hmm. and you mentioned some of your 2018 kind of short-term goals do you 
do you set long-term goals as well? And if so, how far out do you like to go? Well, I mean, I do. I right now, obviously I want to go to, I want to qualify for Boston. Everyone wants to qualify for Boston. Right. So, but I really see myself in the next year or two qualifying for Boston. So I, I would love to see myself qualify for 2020 Boston. That's my, that's my goal. Um, I'm in, I, I get an extra five minutes cause I'm in the, the old, the older person category now. <laughs> so, um, so I feel like I can definitely get there. Um, if I just keep training. So yeah, that's, that's my long-term goal as far as, um, marathon wise. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about as long. I mean, I don't see, I don't see myself ever, God willing, not running. I, I really want, and there's, there's so much more I want to do with, with running too, not just for myself. I want to start a kid's program in my kid's school for like boys and girls. Cause there's a girls on the run, which I think is a great program, but I have boys and there's nothing for them. So I'd love to start like a, a kids running program in school. So there's so much more I want to do. So I do have goals like that written down as well. So. I mean, that makes sense because you have so much free time to yeah. do that sort of thing. I am like that person that I was room parent. <laughs> I was room parent. I'm a full-time working mom, you know, like, and yeah, like I'm playing parties too for my kids kindergarten class because I'm a, I don't just like to pile it on. Just keep piling it on. <laughs> That's great. Well, thank you for so talking about piling on. You mentioned you, go to sleep, you usually go to sleep around 9, 930. Here we are. We're pushing 930. Thank you so much for coming on, Jess. I really appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I had so much fun talking to you. Oh, uh, it was, uh, yeah, I can tell you, it was my pleasure to talk to you as well. We, as you know, you listen to the podcast. We normally do a string of questions at the end, um, kind of like fast, you know, kind of fast questions. You've already touched on all the questions I would normally ask. Uh Oh, so you're going to, you've already answered, you've already answered all the questions I normally ask at the end. So I'm going to skip all of them and go right to the last one, which is if you could have any running partner, any running partner, um, or kind of your dream running partner, who would it be? My dream, like when you say, I always wonder this too, when you say running partner, is this someone that you would run with every day? <laughs> no, I guess I would just say, you know, maybe, you just, maybe a just a run. few times, maybe just a few times. Yeah. So not, not like, all right, this isn't marriage, right? You're not trying to figure out someone who would, who would annoy you the <laughs> least, right? This is, you know, something that you can actually enjoy doing. Um, I would probably say, um, uh, maybe Jordan Hesse. I, I think she is like the sweetest like thing. Um, she ran Chicago and she's just so cute. You know who I am talking about, right? I do. Yeah. And she is, I just, I follow her on Instagram and I love watching her stories and I love watching her, um, her progression. And she has a great story too. Um, with her mom and she's went through some stuff and I just think she would be really sweet to talk to and she's young and she's small. I don't know. I just, I feel like I would really get along with her, but I mean, that's like dream. She, I'm never going to talk to her. I, you know, I, I would love to meet like any of the inspirational girls that I love on Instagram and run with any of them. Like Alyssa, you did her, you did her on a podcast. I, I did her on a podcast. That sounds horrible. Yeah, 
did a podcast on her. I would love to run with her. She is just such a sweet person. And we've been Instagram friends for, I don't know, three years now. I'd love to run with her. So, yeah. So I guess that would be someone I would I would love to, go. to really there's, run with. Yeah, so there's two people. Yeah, Alyssa was on the podcast. We, uh, I spoke to her right around CIM. So mm-hmm. basically that, that, yeah. that came out, I think the second week in December is yeah. when that came out. Yeah. Um, and she actually just, she was down to Phoenix. I think she ran the Phoenix marathon. She did last week. Okay. She did. So she had messaged me before um, to tell me that she was doing it and we were going to try to meet up and I thought she was actually doing the half and she was doing the marathon. So I thought we were going to be able to meet at the half, the half and the marathon have different start time or start uh, oh. buses, start areas. So we didn't get to see each other and we totally missed each other. And I was, we were, we were both just messaging back and forth because we really wanted to meet because she lives in California. I live in Michigan. It's so hard to meet, you know, so, but she's so sweet and I love her. There you go. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Good luck with everything. You got a half marathon coming up and then you got the Bayshore marathon in May. Good luck with your goals. I hope you get the BQ this year and thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you so much. I hope I get a BQ this year, too. (laughs) There you go. All right. Talk to you later. Thanks. Bye.